uh, he retired at the top of the, the ladder of his career and uh, is relaxing and enjoying life now. Amen. I declare the rest of your life you will enjoy the peace Amen. and prosperity Amen. and happiness. Amen. And undoubtedly, you shall see your children's children's children. Amen. So welcome into our ministry. This is Crispy's Heritage Ministries. This is the, the this is where the families enjoy the Lord's peace. Amen. My prayers that the peace of the Lord shall be the Lord moving forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, indisputable progress. Yeah. Undoubtedly, I believe many have made some progress this year. And many are probably still thinking, Lord, what's going on? You promised. I believe you promised. And I've been doing all I can in my own ability. And yet, I haven't seen that which I trusted you for beginning this year. Well, you are not alone. Amen? Amen. I said you are not alone. Amen. Because somebody has gone before you in the past that waited. And eventually, the promise, even though it tired, the vision will surely come to pass. Amen. And that's why I want to encourage you today never to give up. Let me tell somebody, never give up. You cannot give up. And you cannot lose hearts. You, can, you cannot give up. And you cannot lose hearts. In that Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, that is our text for this month. <coughs> Apostle Paul, despite all his accomplishments, Despite all that he has gained for God and for the church, he did not consider himself to have arrived. He did not consider himself to be complacent. And he did not go into a place of coma, meaning that I've done it and I think I've achieved it. It wasn't with Jesus in Jesus' ministry. And yet, every single one that were with Jesus throughout his career in ministry, none achieved close to what Apostle Paul achieved for the ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And still along the way, he did not consider himself to have arrived. He did not consider himself to have known it all. He did not consider himself to be all in all. What did he say? He said, I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ. Every one of us, our attitude to life your attitude to work, your attitude to 
business, your attitude to God determines your altitude in Him. The plane will only go so far on the lower altitude. But when the plane got to 36 to 40,000 feet above, the pilot doesn't need to walk no more. You just put the plane on autopilot. So it can converse, it can do things. It's on the cross road. But to get to the top of the altitude depends on the attitude of the plane right from the ground. When the plane's attitude is good, they got a check mark. The control room signs all the paper and say, now you are set to move. And so our attitude to lie our attitude to walk, our attitude to curve, our attitude to walk towards one another depends on the altitude that we can go in our relationship, in our rising, either your profession, your career, or even to life. When your attitude is good, guess what? There's no limit to your rising. But when the attitude is bad and questionable, it is difficult not to give up. Our attitude to God determines how far God can take us. My prayer is that this year somebody is moving higher. Somebody's praising on. Somebody is actually moving to that level of divine settlement in the mighty name of Jesus. Sorry to change the address. The journey of life, listen to me now. The journey of life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. Many who try to run the journey of life as a sprint crash on the way, they don't go too far, they easily give up on the way. Why? Because they took it as a sprint. One day at a time. That's what Jesus did for him to be able to accomplish all that was set before him. The journey of life is a marathon and not a sprint. And so your perseverance, my perseverance, going through the journey of life, Going through the career that the Lord has set ahead of me, going through the pains and the turbulence and the stress of ministry that the Lord has laid in your hands, 
going through the turbulence and the needs and the challenges of having a family. Our perseverance. You're not giving up. Eventually, takes you to that place of the finish line. You will get to your finish line. Amen. I said we will all get to our finish line. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 7. Verse 20, 24, yeah. What did Paul say? He said, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receive the prize. And it's encouraging us as believers, as Christians, as his children, that run in such a way that you may obtain it. Verse 25. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. Verse 26. He said, therefore, listen to the secrets of the success. Therefore, I run those, not with uncertainty. Many started this year receiving the words of God through the prophet in the house, and yet they're not certain if God is going to do it or not. In fact, many are not confident of even themselves. Is it not with uncertainty? Thus I fight. You've got to be able to fight, to be able to get the prize, to be able to attain, and to be able to be the one that eventually finished the race, and not just finished the race, but to finish the race well. Is it? Thus I fight, not as one who beats the ear. You know, some may be fighting, but their fight is actually not of God. So when we are fighters of the world and of self, what are we doing? It's in the air. Don't go and begin to fight somebody. And your fight is not found in the scripture. All the fight that God wants you to fight is the fight of it. Fight for your own. Spiritual health. He says, so I discipline my body and bring it into suggestion less when I've preached, when I've encouraged others, when I've lifted others up. I myself should not be disqualified. Apostle Paul understands the secret that all other disciples do not understand. And that's the reason why he failed to give up. He did not give up that which the goal of God in Christ Jesus was for him. When you are, Paul, remember you are not of the world. The world was make sure that he trusts everything to you to be able to give up what you believe. 
The one will try everything and do everything to make sure that the word of God that you hear, that you believe, that you trust in, is of no effect. He will do everything to make sure that you give up that which you confessed, that which you believe. Why will one be able to give up on what you believe on? It's because it is possible to give up on what one believes, what one on uh, uh, held on to, based on the fact that it's only true knowledge and the understanding is not yet manifest. We may have the knowledge of God until we understand his ways, his attributes, his nature, what he can do and what he cannot do. The knowledge will take us this far. It will not get us to the finish line. It is the understanding of who he is, what he said, what he can do, and what he cannot do. What is one thing God cannot do? What is one thing God cannot do? You cannot lie. Thank you. Thank you. We hear we preachers, priests, there's nothing God cannot do. Right? But there's something God cannot do. Cannot lie. When he says it, man may fail. Man may deceive God. But he that has promised, he will stand by his word. What is that word of God for you beginning this year? What is that promise that he has promised you? He's still standing by the same word. It's the last day. Last Sunday in the month of June, is still standing by the same word. He's ready to fulfill it. But guess what? He cannot do it because God is spirit. And he needed you, he needed me to accomplish that which he had promised to do in my life. That's the reason why. Isaiah. Isaiah said in that Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, he said, if you are willing and obedient until my obedience is full, I cannot enjoy the promises of God. The law will always direct, it will always lead, leading us towards the, the fulfillment of the what he promised. And so, never give up. Tell somebody, never give up. There's no one in life who ever gives up a race. I mean, his goal, his vision that ever reached the finish line. There's no one. Because who gives us in the race or in his career or in the assignment that the Lord has given unto him that ever gets fulfilled eventually in life? Paul said, I press towards the goal. No doubt. There are hurdles of the way. No doubt. There are stumbling blocks on the way. No doubt. There are discouragements on the way. No doubt. There are stressful moments on the way. 
No doubt there are intimidation on the way. No doubt there are insults on the way. No doubt there are painful moments in the way. No doubt there are lack on the way. No doubt there are doubts on the way. All of these are said to be able to make one to give up the promise of God and the goal and the vision that the Lord has given one. But when the attitude is right, when the attitude is right, nothing will be able to stop one from achieving that goal of the upward price. This part, this month, I believe some of you heard about Opa Lee, Miss Opa Lee. Uh, Opa Lee at 12 experienced the brutality of the blacks, the black slaves. And eventually in Texas, in the entire Texas, uh, every, all the slaves in America already received liberty. Slave, there's no more slavery in America. But for two solid years, the information did not get to Texas. The people in Texas are still in slavery. They're still subject to the same treatment that they receive. And at 12, Papa Lee witnessed some brutality that she, she just cannot endure. And when the news came, it, it came on June 10. I believe they call it June 10 because Maybe it's 18, 17. At the end of the day, they concluded it's 19. And her growing up, now become an activist. She was a retired teacher. She was a teacher, but she became an activist. Doing what? Pressing that this day that we eventually receive our wisdom, that we eventually see the light, that eventually we can think by ourselves must become a national holiday. And she begins to press. She will walk, she will go on and around things. By the grace of God, this month ending, June, at 94, never give up. She saw America. Clear the same June 10 as a national holiday. Oh. Listen to what she said. It is the thing that President Biden used to sign Juneteenth into law. I'm openly and I had this marvelous day at the White House. Young people would say. It's off the chain. I knew I was coming because Juneteenth had been made a national holiday and the president was signing the bill into law and I was invited to the signing of that bill. Looking out across this room, I see the advocates, the activists, the leaders who have been calling for this day for so long, including the one and only Miss 
Over the course of decades, she's made it her mission to see that this day came. She's walked for miles and miles, literally and figuratively, to bring attention to Juneteenth, to make this day possible. You cannot imagine how joyful, how humble, how magnificent the whole thing has been. There may be some of you who don't know what Juneteenth is. The enslaved in Texas were told they were free for two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation freed them. They were watching their churches and they prayed for freedom to come. And it finally did. When General Gordon Granger and 7,000 colored troops from New Jersey, New York, made their way to Dallas and Texas. And he read General Order Number Three that said all slaves suffered. When those people came in from labor, and somebody read that to them, we started celebrating. We did celebrating with this thing. Juneteenth is not a Texas thing. It's not a black thing. We're talking about freedom for everyone. We're talking about freedom for everyone. From 12, age 12, she persisted. We've seen one thing happen in her life. She became an activist just to make sure that eventually this day comes to pass. And eventually, at 94, she saw it come to pass. What have you quit? quit what have you given up on? What are those promises? You have submitted those applications. And the application and application, and it's not just coming. And you say, you know what? Maybe I'm not the right candidate. Guess what? God has a better plan for you. Amen. He doesn't want you to give up on it. Ah, all yours is there. You just want, you, 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 you've been working on that relationship, and the relationship is not just coming up. And you give up. We do. I mean, you have done giving up on some relationships. Yes, we all do. But guess what? Quitters never win. And winners never quit. God will never quit on us. Why do we choose to quit on him over that relationship? Over that, over that business, over that child, over that husband, over that wife. Why do we have to? Why do we need to? Over the ministry that the Lord has made in your hand. Why do you think God is not on your side? He's only looking for your attitude. It's the attitude that is able to turn things around for you. And let me tell you today that no one goes to the grave until actually said, I'm tired, I'm ready to go, except those who die on the marches. Everyone that dies in, with old age, they get to the point, they say, I'm tired. After fighting the bad source of life, go to that point, and they said, I'm tired. 
Then you shall peace. In Luke chapter 18, from verse 1, we see the story of the woman and the unjust, unjust judge. And, and the Bible, and Jesus told the parable. Go to verse 2. So it says, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he will not for a while. Now that for a while, you never can tell how many months or years that this woman has been pressing that you need to get justice for me for the injustice that has been perpetrated upon my life, upon my head, upon my widowhood. So she went to the judge and he said, get justice for me. And, and, and it was not for a while, but afterward, he said within himself, remember it's an unjust judge. Though I do not fear God nor regard man. Yet, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continual coming, she wearies me. Something will always make your name to receive that attention if you do not wait. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. I shall go not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him. Though he dares not within, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. The Lord will avenge you. Amen. The whole Lord will answer you. The whole Lord will hear your heart cry. He will see your attitude towards him. And bring to pass that which he had promised you in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, Nevertheless, the Son of Man comes. When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on us? Why did, why did Jesus have to say that? He knows that on the way, when people get disappointed, when people fail, try and try, they are easily pressed to give up. The faith. The world will do everything to make sure that your faith never lasts, that you last in life. And so the unjust just who does not know God said, This woman is weary. You never can weary God. You never, you will never weary God. Every single time you pray, as soon as you pray, he hears. And as soon as he hears, he gives answer. Now the answer could be wait. Or no, that would be a disruption. Or don't worry, it is done. Uh, you may know God if you lack the understanding of his ways. If we lack the understanding of his attributes and his nature, we think God has abandoned me. He never abandons his children. And they will never abandon you. Amen. I say they will not abandon you. Amen. I say they will not abandon us. Amen. In this assembly, I declare before this month ends, 
you will see that sign of an encouragement in the mighty name of Jesus. In Paul's account, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 22, from verse 22, from verse 22, he said, Are they Hebrews? So I am. Are they Israelites? So I am. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? As big as a fool. And more. In labor, more abundant. In stress, many measures. In prison, more frequently. In death, often. God. From the Jews, how many times? Five times. I received 40 strikes minus one. How many is that? For doing what? Is it doing his own business? Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was torn. Three times I was shipwrecked. In night and day, I've been in the day. In journey, often in peril of water, in peril of waters, in peril of robbers, in peril of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in peril of in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Don't you know that that's the worst part? It's the worst. It's easy when you are. Uh, I mean, experiencing the peril and the pro trouble from the Gentiles and the countrymen and everyone. But when it now comes from the brethren, that's more serious. Too. In weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, he said, beside all other things, what comes upon me daily? My deep concern for all the churches. Yes, my God. Let's read this together. Who is weak? Who is weak? And I'm not weak. Who is to stop now? And I do not bond with the nations. He understands the troubles of life. He understands that to actually get to the goal. Things hard work. Many things on the way who want to make you feel that it is enough. You don't have to go more further. Let me just leave it for them. Let me just let them do it. I don't have to. Let's see how they will do it. Ah! You are digging a spiritual grave for yourself, thinking that. Never do that. Let me talk to someone and say, never do that. The secret of David, he said, I was glad and they said to me, Let us go to the house of God, not just go to the house of God when it comes to the things of, of God. He's so excited. That's why there's nothing impossible for him when he's not even praying. God is actually fighting his own battle. You cannot fight the battle of fire by yourself. And Paul understood this, he knows it. And he said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. That's what I want us all to be able to think about. In encouraging Timothy, 
He said what? Fight the good fight of things. Lay hold on eternal life. To which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. What type of fight? What type of fight? The good fight of faith comes with a good attitude and good intent, good intention. It is the fight of love. Ah, brought says, I see this, and I think we need to fix it. Ah, why did you talk to me like that? Uh, I, I guess you're in a bad mood. Can we just talk? Is there anything going on? Talk! Have you had a good attitude towards one another? Have we had good attitude towards God? Look at God as your father. And look at all the brethren that are called Christians, either here or elsewhere. Look at them as your brothers and sisters in Christ. And love them. Care for them. Help them. Lead them up. And make sure that their good becomes your good. And your good becomes their good. That's the way of life. It may be a marathon because it may come. I think I've asked this question a very long time here. How many in our lives or in your life has some people that they are not just lovable? How many? They are not just lovable. You try to love them? Yes, they're not lovable. Don't give up. Never give up. Tell somebody don't give up. In your career, you may not be there yet, and you may have done all. In your academics, you may not be there yet, but don't give up. In, 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 in that relationship, you it may not be there yet, but don't give up. In that world that was which is given unto you to do as an assignment from the Lord to be able to make him to be a blessing to you and make you a blessing. Don't give up. Because there will be bombs on the road. There will be times of discouragement, disappointment, insult, malignment of names and all manner of things. Just to like Paul did, fight and fight of faith. Pray for them. And when we do that, we'll be able to say like he said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 and 7. He said to he said Timothy along the way now, he said, For I'm already poured out as a drink offering. I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. So it's old age now. Listen, let's read it together what they said in verse 7. And this is what I want us all to be able to have in mind, to be able to declare 
to generations after us. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He never gave up despite it all. He never gave up on the promises of God. Fear will come, doubt will come, need and lack will come, disappointment will come, shipwreck will come, his own brethren will disappoint him, they will malign him, they will do all manner of things from Saturday. Yes, he said, I have fought the good fight of faith. I've finished the race. Finished the race well. Many may be considering quitting. I don't know the area of life that you are thinking or you have thoughts of quitting. You are born for the highest, the higher peace. You are not born to mediocre or the low level. That's why I want you to say, I'm above only. I'm above only. I'm not with it. I can do, I can do all, things all things through Christ. Through Christ. The strength is true. I am above all I'm not with it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Talk to the Lord. Don't give up your building. Don't give up on God. God is not giving up on you. Ah, don't give up on the big God. Your God is too big to be able to disappoint you. He cannot disappoint you. He cannot leave you alone. When they declare that he will settle you this year, he's working everything. But make sure that you are settled in your soul, in your spirit, and in your, in your body. Uh, I can do all this through Christ who sending me. It's a declaration I want you to make right now. Lord, I can do all things. You are my side, I am in authority. I cannot give up on life. I cannot give up on that relationship. I cannot give up on that career. I cannot give up on that son. I cannot give up on that daughter. I cannot give up on that wife. I cannot give up on that husband. I cannot give up on that boss. I cannot give up on that career and my candidate. I can do all this. And so shall it be for you. In the name of Jesus. As you come from here, I declare the grace to excel in that which the Lord has called you to do in life. Receive it today. In the name of Jesus. Every hindrance on your way, every stumbling block and blockages. That is disturbing you to be able to move forward. You walk one step and take two step back. I declare from today, there's a speed over your life. I said, there's a speed over your life. There's a speed over that relationship. There's a speed over that your career. There's a speed over that understanding the Lord has given you this year. There's a speed to mind it and bring it to pass the promise the Lord has promised you. In the name of Jesus, thank you, glorious Father. Lord, we praise you and we worship your holy name, Lord. As we go from here, Father, we declare. Let there be manifestation of power. At the end of this month, Father, let us look back and say, Lord, you are so big. 
you have done this. And it's part of the stars. Thank you, Savior. Jesus, name we pray. Don't forget that Jesus Christ He himself got to the point. He got to the point that the goal and the assignment, the mission that he got, he got to the point that he said he almost gave up. Remember the garden of Gethsemane? And Jesus came. And he had to cry to the Father. Father! Is it possible that this cup be taken away from me? About to give up. But the quick reader realized that it's not just human, and that time he's God inside. He said, Your will be done. And three times he almost gave up. But eventually, because he did not give up, you and I are here to celebrate his faithfulness. And that's the reason why he declared through his broken body and his shed blood that it is finished. Meaning that your poverty, your stress and your sicknesses, your discouragement and disappointment is finished. The infirmities that makes you wanting to quit all the time he said, it's finished. Amen. And I declare by his stripes, you are healed of all those things Amen. that hinders you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that night, when he was to be betrayed, there's his disciples all around. And they took the bread and they lifted it up and broke it. And he gave it to his disciples and said, take it. This is my body that was broken for the sins of men. Whenever you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was wounded for his transgressions, was bruised for iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes we are all here. I declare healing to your physical body. I declare the healing of God over your emotion and your mind in the name of Jesus. And I declare the healing of God over your relationship and your career. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. As we partake of this waiver, we declare by faith that this is your body. Let it do the miraculous in our bodies. And we partake of it in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the same manner, after the bread, he took up the cup and he lifted his cup and gave thanks. And he said, This is the cup of new covenant that was shed 
for the revelations of the sins of the whole world. Whenever you partake of this blood, he said, drink it in remembrance of me. Father, we come in your presence, O oh God. In this time of spiritual procedure, surgery, transfusion, I will transfuse the blood that cleanses the purity of your blood into our blood. For the purity of our blood, as many as will drink this, Father, let there be wholeness for every form of disease. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Son of God. As we drink it, we drink it in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Son. Oh, the Lord of Jesus.